Hey everyone, it's Jesse. We're taking some time off to work on some all new episodes for season four of The One Recipe, but we wouldn't leave you hanging, so we've curated a few of our favorite episodes to tide you over in the meantime. This week, we're checking back in with Food 52's Kristen McGlory and her slightly controversial guacamole recipe. Dig in. Hi, I'm Kristen McGlory. I'm the founding editor of Food 52, and I write about genius recipes there. And something a lot of people don't know about me is that I'm a pretty big disco fan and, you know, welcoming to all artists, but really, it's all about ABBA. Hey, y'all. I'm Jesse Sparks, and this is The One Recipe, a podcast all about that one recipe that pro chefs and great cooks turn to again and again and again. Alrighty, <laughs> let's dance right into this week's recipe with Kristen McGlory. And I feel like I should apologize to all our ABBA fans out there. Our budget isn't quite big enough for the real thing just yet. Kristen is one of the founding editors of Food 52. She's the host of the Genius Recipe Tapes podcast, the author of the New York Times bestselling cookbooks Genius Recipes and Genius Desserts, and last, but certainly not least, whenever ABBA comes on, she's a dancing queen. Kristen, thank you so much for coming on. Welcome to the show. Jesse, thank you so, so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. It's so great to have you. For the longest time, you have been one of the most subtle but well-known faces in food. And I'm always (laughs) so delighted by the projects that you're taking on. I would love to hear what you're working on. We are, like, as we speak, putting the finishing touches on the Simply Genius cookbook cover. And it's for beginners, busy cooks, and curious people. That's the subtitle. Oh my gosh. It's so in line with everything you've already been talking about, too. I would love to ask you a million more questions, but I have to be responsible, so I'll only ask one. Kristen, what is your one recipe? My one recipe is Roberto Santibanez's classic guacamole. So can you tell me a little bit about why you love it so much? Yes. So I grew up in California, like relatively surrounded by guacamole most of my life. And when I started making it myself, I would just kind of wing it. And I didn't really think a whole lot about what made a great guacamole because most were good. And so there wasn't really any reason to pursue it further. And so I think what I would generally default to was like, chop up the, you know, onions, chili, cilantro, maybe some tomatoes, leave them chunky, and then mash up the avocado all around it and until it was pretty smooth. And that, you know, nothing wrong with that. It was pretty Mm -hmm. tasty. But the way that Roberto does it completely does the opposite. He takes the onion, chili, and cilantro and mashes them up to sort of a coarse oh. puree in either a molcajete or mortar and pestle, or he even does it with a knife on a cutting board or like even with a fork. He, he describes all of those techniques in his cookbook, Truly Mexican. And then he takes the avocado, cubes it, and folds it in and just mashes it enough that it will basically hold together like a dip. But really, it's almost more like a salad, too. It's kind of like these chunks of creamy ripe avocado bathed in this fiery oh dressing. So really, you're you're honoring the texture of the avocado and using the other ingredients as more just kind of like flavor brighteners. And I think that's so great about that, too, is that like not only are you flipping the treatments of each of the ingredients, but you're also really 
even further prioritizing the avocado. So it's no longer just like, okay, exactly. I'm just going to mash it and throw some lemon juice in it and hope it doesn't turn super brown and mushy. But it really, it's so thoughtful, too. Exactly, exactly. So can you tell me a little bit about how you were introduced to the technique? Sure. Um, on Food 52, I, I write the Genius Recipes column and, and do all the Genius Recipes things. And a couple different Food 52 readers sent it to me and said that it had changed their life. And so I had to try it, too. So that recipe did completely change how I make guacamole. But it was in really continuing on this journey with Roberto, sort of, that it, it has had an impact on my life ever since. I wrote about it back in like 2012. Um, and then probably for about six years, it absolutely ruined me for all <laughs> others and I couldn't make any other guacamole. And then finally, I decided I should go back and revisit his book because his book has an entire chapter on guacamoles and most of them use this technique. And so even though I was stuck on the classic guacamole, he certainly was not. He, he's got um, a version with pineapple and cucumber and a version with blue cheese and smoked almonds. Mm -hmm. He's got versions oh. with fruit, with seafood. Wait, 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 wait. Um, and, yeah. Yes. I, was, I was with you. And then I was just like, oh, wait, okay, we're getting more and more adventurous. We're getting, okay. like, no more traditional, like, love for the traditional, but also love to mix it up, too. Yeah, he, um, for him, it's about... Not just the ingredients, but how mm -hmm. they're used. So, you know, a lot of people are really set in their ways, like my guacamole has to have garlic in it, or mine has to have cumin or tomatoes or whatever the thing is. He is absolutely not like he's he's even open to garlic, but he says to, you know, rub it around the edge of the bowl so that it kind of just gently perfumes it as opposed mm -hmm. to chopping up a bunch of cloves and throwing them in in whole chunks. So he's just very, very thoughtful about how all of the ingredients go in. And maybe six years later, I featured a version that had tequila-soaked apples and uh, toasted pecans tossed in butter. And the, I think the chili was charred in that version. So yeah, if you were a purist, oh you wouldn't gosh. get to experience any of these things. <laughs> Kristen, like, these are the dips that make me want to stand in front of the fridge at 2 a.m. just shoveling them and some of them out, not even closing the door, just shoveling chip after chip. So can we pivot for a little bit and just yes. talk about avocados for a minute? Sure. We all know that there's nothing worse than buying, like, a sad, gloopy, like, seems to be perfect, and then you get it home, and it's not exactly what you were expecting, avocado. Uh, was there a secret, or was there any advice that he let you in on? He actually came and did a video with me, a Greatest Hits video, uh, uh, several years after I first featured it. And even though I'd been making the recipe for probably seven years at that point, just watching him make it taught me so much more about what to do with the ingredients before they even make it into the guacamole. So for the avocado, he did have some tips on what to look for. He said, you know, make sure they're heavy for their size and that the stem is intact. Um, because once the stem falls out, that means that oxygen is able to kind of sneak into the avocado. And that's when you'll see those little like brown lines sometimes when you open up an avocado. And I think most importantly, mm -hmm. just to make sure that when you like lightly press on it, it gives just a little and isn't like squishy. That is not permission to run through the store and just, you know, squeeze every single avocado that you can find. These are not like water balloons. Gentle, gentle. Gentle, gentle squeeze. So then, <laughs> as you were saying, you have used this recipe for more than seven years. Can you talk through just like why it has really ruined you for the other, you know, more traditional takes or other riffs that may not have hit the mark? I think it's just that once you realize what it does for the texture of the avocado and the flavor of the avocado to just have it kind of 
framed by this like spicy chili dressing almost. Um, there's just something about that textural and flavor experience that feels like the absolute platonic ideal of guacamole. But that doesn't mean that you have to stick to it forever. A big thing that I have learned from following him all these years is to just never stop being curious. Even once you feel like you have hit the very best, the technique is something that is never going to be improved upon for you. He has not stopped. Mm -hmm. You know, he had his whole chapter on guacamoles. He he just like thinks so, so deeply about each ingredient going in. Like he had tips for the cilantro, for the chilies as well. Um, do you, would you like to hear how he handles the cilantro and the chilies too? Or is that getting I mean, too like in the weeds? I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, into the guacamole weeds here. So the cilantro, he chops up the entire thing from stem to leaf, and he mixes that all together. He says that if you just use the leaves, that's where people kind of get that soapiness for people who react to cilantro. So if you chop up the stems as well and mix them together, then it's a lot sweeter, it's a lot more balanced, not to mention juicier and crunchier kind of to, to work with. And then the chilies, he, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people will just, the first thing they do with a chili, if they're going to be chopping it up, is to slice it in half and like consider scooping out the ribs or the seeds or maybe not, but still, you're still slicing it in half. He doesn't. He leaves the stem intact, kind of like how a lot of people will, you know, chop an onion so that the layers aren't all sliding around. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, he just does like a few horizontal and vertical cuts and then cuts crosswise so that he's chopping up the entire thing, including the seeds. And then he leans down a few inches away from the chili, gives it a sniff. And then, you know how chilies can kind of vary in how spicy they are. Yeah. He And you never really know until you, you get there and you've finished making the thing and, and you're like, oh, whoa, this was actually really hot. You can actually tell if you chop the whole thing up together, give it a sniff. And then if it like stings your nose, then you know that it's a spicy one and you can <laughs> then decide how much you want to use. So that's that's actually kind of the um, the other takeaway that I have from this recipe is that you can learn so much from recipes, but then the very best ones and the most genius ones you don't have to keep using because once you have the techniques down and if they've been explained clearly enough, then you know I I don't make this recipe using like a tablespoon of onion anymore. I just I just yeah. know his technique and you know, just chop up some onion, chili, and cilantro, mash them up, fold in the avocado, taste, and and I'm good. And I haven't had to get any measuring spoons out. Oh, that's perfect. And it really does exactly that. You know, it's a phenomenal foundation upon which you can build. You know, it's a door that leads you to all these other options and opportunities, like a shrimp-spiked avocado. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. guacamole. That's Blue perfect. Blue cheese! Grapes! <laughs> Blue cheese! Amazing! You know? <laughs> Go wild! <But laughs> yeah. Kristen, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me here to talk about guacamole. It's an honor. Kristen McGlory is one of the founding editors of Food 52, the author of the New York Times bestselling cookbooks, Genius Recipes and Genius Desserts, and the host of the Genius Recipe Tapes podcast. You can find Roberto Santabanez's recipe for that guacamole in his iconic cookbook, Truly Mexican, and on Instagram at the.one.recipe or at theonerecipe.org. APM Studios executives in charge are Lily Kim, Alex Schaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Beth Perlman is our executive producer. The One Recipe was created by Sally Swift and Erica Romero. 
This week's episode was made for you by producer Erica Romero, associate producer Ren Farrell, technical director Johnny Vince Evans, and digital producer James Napoli. Sally Swift is our managing producer. I'm Jesse Sparks. Go blast some music in your kitchen this week. <laughs> <laughs>